Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, we have back with us today one of my favorite human beings, Andrew Hoffman. I always enjoy having a chance to sit down and talk with Andrew, and this is the third time we've had Andrew on the podcast and is definitely the best one we've done yet. This is the kind of conversation that I started the podcast for. We had a great conversation that I hope you enjoy as much as we did. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us one of my favorite human beings on this floating rock that is a spaceship of the Earth, (laughs) Mr. Andrew Hoffman. Andrew, how are we doing? I'm great after that metaphor. I mean, well, I, technically, it wasn't a metaphor. That not was, really. No, no, that wasn't a metaphor. It's true. Yeah, I, mean, I heard that uh, months ago. Well, no, it is a metaphor because it's not a spaceship. So, I mean, technically, yeah. it is because we're floating through space on it. It's completely contained. We yeah. have like oxygen and, and everything. And yeah, we're we're just flying through. Everyone thinks like, oh, we're just sitting still. Like, not really. And but, uh, I mean, at least you didn't. You know, you didn't say my favorite human on literally this spaceship. That we call her. Oh, you know? yeah. No, no, that's because true. then, you know, then there's no coming back from that then. No, no, no. I said, you're one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Love you to death. <laughs> so glad you're back. Uh, we always have a good time with you on the show. And 
I will apologize right now for the sultry sounds mm. of my voice. Don't today apologize. As uh, I was out at the company Christmas party last night, and we were yelling and screaming and having a little fun and drinking too much whiskey, and well, this is kind of what happened. So <laughs> when you're, you know, when you when you live in hard and fast, I mean, I mean, sometimes you got to go out and cut loose a little bit, yeah. and I'm. More of the get to bed by 9.30, 10 o'clock because I have to get up early for work. Nothing wrong with that and either. When we were closing the bar down at 3, it was like, this is a little much for me. <laughs> I'm yeah, too old well. for this. But every once in a while, we can get her done. Well, you sound like you got it done. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely definitely had a good time. It was fun. And there were definitely people a lot more drunk than I was, and I was pretty drunk. Yeah, you don't ever want to be the most drunk. You certainly don't want to be the least drunk. Well, that's one so, of the that's one of the good things of being the size that I am yeah. is it takes a lot to get me drunk. So, because like keep that in mind. <laughs> a funny story. Um, I guess it's kind of irrelevant, but I'm going to say it anyway. So get over it, people. Uh, I got to the venue an hour early. And I was walking around, and the wait staff was there. They were all pre-gaming and setting things up and moving around. I'm like, um, found a lovely lady. I'm like, I guess I'm a little early, aren't I? She, she's like, yeah. I'm like, doesn't it start at 5? I look at my clock. I mean, it's like 5 o'clock. Yeah. Like, right on time. Like, here we go. And it's like, no, it's it's at 6. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. So, so you're the first person there. So I decided to leave, uh-huh. go back to my hotel, and watch the Star Wars marathon that was Ooh. on TNT, I believe. So it was like one of the good things of actually having TV for the first time in years. Uh, so I was watching Star Wars. I'm glad that you brought up that, that particular franchise. Yeah. So Who knows? Maybe we'll bring that up. It's certainly a possibility, but I, it was... <laughs> It was interesting because then I got sucked into the movie. So six o'clock comes well, and well, goes. Well, hold on. You gotta you gotta tell us the episode oh, okay. here. Well, right? I mean on. the problem is I got to the hotel. But what episode are we on though? And I started with a new hope. Okay. So I got there after the gym and I got a shower, I'm getting ready, I'm getting changed as I'm running in and out. So the TV's kind of on, so the new hope's kind of playing. And it ends and it starts, you know, the Empire Strikes Back. So we're starting to watch that, no big deal. Finish getting ready, out the door, boom, gone. So walk around a little bit, grab a little something to eat, so that way when I start drinking, it doesn't you know affect me right away. Mm-hmm. I've got some food to kind of soak that up a little bit. You know, a little little trick that I use for all the the kids there when I start to out, out drink them. I'm like, oh come on, you can't keep up, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so and I so I'm walking around, get to the venue. I'm early. Shit. Go back to the hotel, pop back on, finishing up Empire Strikes Back, and then obviously Return of the Jedi comes right on after. So. Sitting there watching that, and then I'm like, well, I got to watch Luke save the day. I oh, mean, wait a minute. I... Wait a minute. We got to back up for a second here. Okay. So you're watching the New Hope. Well, you're when you're I... watching the end of New Hope. When I first got to the hotel room, okay, like a New Hope was on. So I kind of finished that out as I was like getting a shower and running yeah. around and getting ready and getting dressed. And, and then Empire kind of comes on. Mm-hmm. But then you leave and go to the party. Well, I, mean, I leave to go get some food yeah, okay. and to find where we're at. And then I, I get there. I think, oh, I'm about right on time. This will be perfect. Show up, but I realize I'm an hour early. Okay. So I walk the whatever eight, ten minutes back to the hotel. I got gotcha. you. Okay. And, you know, it's still on. Yeah. But it's it's wrapping up. Okay. You know, because I think I got back to the hotel like in Sky City is about where that was at. All right. So kind of finished that out. And then they, you know, started, you know, number six, what, Return of the Jedi. And it's like, I can't leave well, until, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah, until I see Luke save the day here a yeah. little bit. So it was like, 6.45, like 6.50. I'm like, I should probably go to the party. Yeah, yeah. Because so okay. I'm going to miss like the hour of like order yeah, yeah. or what have you. 
So I get there, and they're sitting everybody down. So I, I find my buddy Todd and his date, and we run over and we find a table where we can sit together, the three of us, and they they close the bar. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go grab a drink. Like, you guys want something? It's like, oh, I think they just closed the bar. So I ran up there and they closed the bar. I'm like, well, I can't sit down for dinner without a drink. This is yeah, uncivilized. That doesn't make any sense. So I left. <laughs> Went to go find a bar. The gentleman who was running the bar said there was something down on the sixth floor. I'm like, okay, I'll just shoot down there. Maybe there's a bar, grab a couple of drinks, come back up. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that turned out to be in another, another building. This was by the Ritz. So it was actually over in the Ritz where the hotel bar was, I assume. I'm like, oh, shoot. So I ended up running to a liquor store, <laughs> grabbed a bottle of Crown, came back to the party. We were all good. Yeah, I'm su- it's kind of surprising that they would close the bar normally they do that for our parties but typically they do it after dinner yeah when they start the speeches and stuff they don't want people up and moving around and doing all the kind of i think it's kind of a dick move personally because what happens is people run up there to try to load up on drinks yeah and they're coming back and they're sitting there for an hour we got nothing to do but everybody's talking and yeah you can't really converse at your table you're just kind of sitting there so mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have a couple you know, couple of drinks i usually have a couple kind of stacked up so you're good to go but and then they open up the bar and it's like a mad rush and it's a flood you got to wait you know 30 minutes to just get another oh, drink yeah, it's, yeah. it's just kind of crazy so i wish they'd just kind of leave it open yeah you know maybe close it down for 15 minutes let the guys who are tending to go get it you know Go grab a drink or you know, <laughs> yeah. use the restroom or smoke, smoke break or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, close it down for a little bit, but then kind of have it open so people can kind of just come and go and it's no big deal. But so, but for some reason, like that's always kind of a thing, but it is what it is. Well, I was going to say because um, we actually have a – I have a pretty unique way that I handle alcohol at, at my company Christmas parties, and that is um, we always – tell everybody you know before the party like on the you know when everyone signs up on you know who they're going to bring as far as guests we just put a, a note on the bottom you know like includes you know you and a and you know and a guest alcohol not included okay so i always put that okay of course people go there and you know uh they're buying you know drinks themselves anyway at the every single year at the end of every party we have always announced that we're going to pick up the alcohol check and we, you know, um, and of course it comes to a, you know, we get a, it's great because that's like the one time a year where I'm going to get some sort of ovation from my staff <laughs> paying for all their drinks. So I really milk it for all it's worth. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's kind of a big deal for a lot of people. Well, and, but the thing is, is the re I, I knew if I, if we, if we'd say up front that we're paying for alcohol, we're going to end up paying for 10 times the amount. Well, unfortunately, yeah. People go a little you know, bit too crazy plus, with the open bar. You know, and, and with, uh, you know, having to have, you know, feel responsible for, you know, employees' sobriety levels as they, you know, we don't want people leaving Christmas parties and crashing into people. Yeah, that's kind of You bad. know, hurting themselves. So, yeah. you know, that's also something that kind of tempers it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I, I, think, I think you could probably look at that and say, hmm, that seems like a pretty devious Maybe even conniving way to handle it, but I mean, not not really. Uh, I mean, I completely understand where you're coming from, because where you, again, you don't no usually an open bar is people come in, they go a little too crazy, and they have yeah. a little bit too much fun. Great example, you know, most of us last night. But if you tell them like, hey, 
you know, alcohol is on you. Have some drinks. Have fun. We're here to have a good time. Let's celebrate the year. We've we've had you know fun, or we've done whatever. It doesn't matter. But like, you know, let's let's celebrate a little bit. And they're gonna they're gonna have some fun. They're gonna enjoy themselves, but they're gonna go overboard. Well, yeah, and yeah. and 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 even and some of them still did. Even, of course, even with under the assumption that they were gonna be paying for their own drinks. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, that, that's what people want to do. That's no big deal. And then you pick it up and yeah. you. You know, it's like everybody's cool with that and everything's good, you know. But if you didn't, then everyone knew it kind of coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem with that is then if, if you ever decide not to pick that up, they're like, oh, well, he always picks it up. He says he's oh, not I going know. to, but he always yeah. picks it up. Or the people that have caught on that, hey, they always pick up the drinks, so let's go hard from, you know, yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah, but, but I mean, hey, sometimes you're going to have that. Yeah. And again, it's a celebration. It's yeah. a few bucks. It's not the end of the world. Like most people can't drink that much anyway. Otherwise, they're going to be passed out and puking and. That's never a pretty sight. Well, I saw some of that. Saw 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 at least half of that. So. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> that happens. Yep. <laughs> but it was I don't know. It was it was interesting yesterday because uh, again I was sitting in the hotel room watching Star Wars and I wanted to do that more than I wanted to go hang yeah. out with my coworkers. Like this is bad because I have all the movies here and I'm, I'm I can watch them anytime I want to. Yeah, like, but you can't what's, watching what's... a movie in a hotel room. You know, it's got a little bit of you know, it's a I little mean, different. I, I guess it's a little magical. No, normally, I kind of just throw on college football or yeah. just kind of just have something going. It's no big deal. I don't have TV. I haven't had TV for a long Let time. Let me ask you. But... Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, what's up? Did they have a the Browns game on at this Christmas party? No, there was no TVs. That's a price. So you, I, I'm I'm wondering like if you work with a lot of sports fans like. I'd have just been on my phone the entire time. There was a handful of guys that just were watching the game, you know, watching highlights and scores yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, mm, I, you would have had a hard time getting me to that Christmas party. I I, I might have had a I might have had a sudden illness. That's all right. You know? I mean, yeah. Some people don't want to go for certain reasons. Like you know, like my boss wasn't there, and like and the guy that I work with on my you know team is like he wasn't there. Yeah. And, and there, there's a bunch of people who didn't Although, show up. It's no say, big deal. I not to pat myself on the back, but. I came to your house during an Indians World Series game. <laughs> you don't have TV. Yeah, you have. There, you didn't even have. You don't have internet. Okay, uh. so we can get into that story a little bit. So, <laughs> so normally in the fall, I usually host like a little get together around Halloween. It's my fall is my favorite time of year. So we we always kind of get together and have just a couple of friends over. Usually, what six to eight people at the most. Yeah, we just you know, have some dinner, nice point have some drinks, have some great conversation, just chill out, have a good time. And I remember you and my other buddy Todd were like, "Uh, yeah, there's a big game on." I'm like, <laughs> well, "What game? Who's playing? What's going on?" They're like, "Uh, like the Indians, like in the World Series, it's kind of a big deal." Like. Like, uh, you're gonna have it on TV and Uber like, on the mound. Like, no, I, I don't have TV. Like, oh, I can just stream it I'll on your stream, wi- it. Yeah. stream it on your Wi-Fi. It's no big deal. Like, we'll figure <laughs> it out. I'm like, yeah, I don't have Wi-Fi either. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, you know what? At that point, I had to ask myself: Is this relationship worth it? Is it worth it? And here I am today. Hey, hey, so it, it won out. And so. you know, and we lost that series anyway. So. You know, unfortunately, it is what it is. Song. But I believe that my buddy Todd ended up bringing over like his kids' like boombox or something. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's we right. Could, we, like, did, we, listen, had, we had it on the radio. To listen to the game, and that was cool. And I was just like, hey, if you can't make it, you can't make it. It's no big deal. Like we can always hang out some other time. It's it's no problem. Whereas I look at it like, hey, let's just get together and have some conversations. And if you want to watch, you want to sit home and watch the game. Let's sit home and watch the game. That doesn't bother me at all. So I totally get it. You know, just just be honest about it. I'll be like. No, you're an asshole. Oh, I, I was don't pretty honest. Involved. Oh no, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, but I am listening to this game. But, but some people are like, "Oh, I'm sorry. We got other things going on. We just can't." Like, no, just say, "Hey, I want to watch the game, so I'm not going to be there." Tough word, and that's fine. So yeah, I, I think I've had that a couple of times now, where people are like, 
coming over like oh well, we could just do this or we could do that I'm like no because i don't know. yeah going going to matt's house is like going to hail farm if you ever went there as a kid that's like going to matt's house it's hail farm with a lot of dvds <laughs> there's lots of dvds <laughs> i do like watching dvds yeah but uh i believe that i borrowed um a digital antenna from my buddy at work to, oh yeah to try I to do, get yeah you we did we tried to hook game. that up mm-hmm. and unfortunately all that stuff's broadcast out of cleveland yeah, that and wasn't I'm, happening. I'm too far away, so I'd have to go on up to the 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 roof and put on like some sort of satellite dish that points that way or something. Like, nope. Not I mean, happening. a real friend might have, but I mean, I mean, you know, I, I went to the store and bought another one to see if that one worked too. And, you, you know, you, it, you it went above not. and beyond. So I, tr- I don't know about you above did. and beyond, but I, I well, you went, you went above, maybe I, not beyond. I, I did try to make you happy and get the game, and it just didn't work. But luckily, Todd saved the day and brought the. Uh, the boombox over, so we were listening to that here in the house, and then eventually we were outside at the fire, and it was—I think it was sitting on my my rear patio, <laughs> so we could listen to it, and everybody was having a good time. But nonetheless, yes, sir, it was—it was always fun. Well, you, you had mentioned that you saw in your uh, timeline earlier that uh, Star Wars yeah. movie came out like so, a year ago. Was it today? Like a year ago today? Okay, so yeah, everybody, you know, probably you know what time hop is, where you you know you kind of see what was going down like a year ago on whatever social media you you know or you know one year two year however far back but on this date and (laughs) as soon as i open my time hop today i see my post on the i think it was facebook you know the last jedi was a total failure and uh at the time which was you know i had seen the movie probably you know eight hours ten hours previous when you know when it opened that night and you saw it opening day. I saw it open. Oh yeah, I saw. Of course. Or was it like the uh, the midnight showing the day before? Um, technically, no, or? no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't like the you know where everyone dresses up and goes. It was, okay. No, I'm not a. Uh, not that much of a nerd. I'm not one that. Well, I'm not going to say that because for Phantom Menace, I I road tripped to Buff to Buffalo. Yeah, because. <laughs> Because I was 19 and Buffalo seemed like an awesome place to go. You know? So <laughs> I watched the movie in an empty theater at like 2 p.m. in Buffalo with my ex-girlfriend. Anyway, so yeah, at the time, all I had heard, you know, because I'm watching this movie. Okay, let's just start. Let's just go back to square one. I went into the movie with high expectations. Okay, like. Well, it's Star Wars. So you yeah. kind of have to well, expect a lot. I, I loved the um the force awakens the first you know the one that abram abrams did episode seven right uh loved it i thought it something about it like i couldn't put my finger on it really um and even when i went back and watched it i you know i I didn't really recognize it as much as i did but when i initially saw it like just the grittiness of it it just felt like the world felt tangible like it felt like um you know you and you know they did use a lot of practical effects in that movie you know, to kind of, um, you know, that's the effect they wanted to, they were going for. And I think he, achieved, I think he knocked it out of the park and just, um, yeah, of course, you know, I had a few corny moments in it, but that's, that's Star Wars for you. But I, I mean, unfortunately, it. when you're selling movies to kids, they have to be a little bit corny. Well, and that's, and that's what, you know, and that's kind of where I'm going to go with this. So the one that came after that one was, uh, uh, was it Rogue? Rogues? I have Rogue no idea. I fell off after that first bullshit I think it was Rogue remake, Leader. number yeah. seven, whatever it was. Mm. I watched that and I was done with all the new ones. Like I'm like, well, not doing this. The one that takes place it actually picks up right when um, I want to say, yeah, a new a new hope ends. Wait a minute. That would be the Empire Strikes Back. No, 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 no,
It's right before A New Hope. So the the movie ends with Vader boarding Leia's ship. Okay. So it's like in between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Okay. I love that one too. I didn't like it as much as Force as Force Awakens, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I went into the I went into the Last Jedi with you know pretty decent. Ex- I didn't ex- I wasn't expecting to see like you know the movie of the year, but I was all aboard the Star. You know, I was still on that Star Wars hype train, and at about ten minutes into the movie, and I, I went with my brother, who's um, he's like twelve years younger. He's twenty six, so he never he watched the original movies, but never really got in, got into him. And then you know the prequels came out when he was in movie watching age, and they sucked. So he never really got into Star yeah. Wars that much. Yeah. But he also enjoyed those first the first two, you know, the Abrams and the and the, and the Rogue Leader. If that's I I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's Rogue something. Um, is it Rogue One? Rogue One, yes, Rogue One. Star Wars Rogue One. Is that it? I don't want to look it up right now. Anyway, um, so we sit down. Movie about ten minutes in. There's this scene where one of the main characters. It's in the middle of this. Ep- it's, it starts out with a great space battle, and in the middle of the space battle, like one of the main characters, he rides up on a star destroyer, one of these huge galactic, you know, ships. Of the bad guys, and well, I mean, are they really the bad guys? I uh, mean, well, hey, that's, it, it that's de- a whole other podcast. It all depends right? on your perspective. Exactly, right? that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> and he proceeds to you're like, okay, is what is it gonna be a show? Is this gonna be a showdown? What, what's he got up his sleeve? He he ends up prank calling, in effect, the commander of this star destroyer. You know, like to get him to gain access or he, he tries he basically pranking him over the phone pranking him over the over the comms yeah and i after that scene got done i just kind of looked at my brother i was like was that did, like, did that just happen yeah like did they just seriously write a like a, a prank phone call like that you would see on like you know the the jerky i don't even know if anybody in your audience knows the, the jerky boys you remember ever heard of the jerky boys they put out those cds where they pranked people yeah it was, they did all they did was put out prank phone call cds okay they're big probably in the mid 90s the jerky boys and that's what i'm thinking i'm like did, did the the jerky boy, big jerky boy fan, write this or something. So I'm, I'm like, okay, whatever. And as the movie, you know, it, it starts to roll along, and there's just more and more of these, you know, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna go so far as to say it's just bad, bad filmmaking, bad scenes. I mean, it's not. I mean, obviously, I, I, the, the, I can, so and I will. So there, there's there was lots of that, and the one that I saw, I well, didn't see the one you're talking yeah, about. But. Well, look, I'm gonna be, I'm at least gonna try to be a, a, objective in the sense where it's competent filmmaking. You know, it's, it's, it's. You know, if, if if you're going there to see action and, you know, pizzazz and some slapstick, too, then, you know, you're going to have a good time. You're going to yeah. have a fun time. So it's a competent movie. But I'm getting – and finally I get to the end of the movie, and I'm just like, like, what? What did I – like that? What What is this? Like, it, it, it wasn't – it wasn't terrible, but it was the worst imagination of, of, of Star Wars I could have conceived at that time. It took everything about the movie and just – Basically, just took a big shit on it. So, I turn to my brother. I'm like, "Did you like that?" And he's like, "He goes, that was terrible." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." I was like, "I was like, I hope." Okay, I said, "Good." I said, "I'm just." I thought that I had maybe just it went over my head and I just missed it, you know, because I'm not used to watching a Star Wars movie and not liking it. Uh, if anything, I want to be trained. You know, I'm thinking like, well, obviously, everybody loves Star Wars, so. I don't want to be one of those, you know, some hipster that's like, oh, I don't like it because it's popular. 
So when I said it was thought it was terrible, and then I'm like, okay, well, I get into my car and I'm like, I gotta go on like get on my phone and kind of see what people are saying, and I'm seeing a lot of what I'm thinking here, like, okay, not you know, just a lot of flat out you know questioning. So just just flat out questioning the decision making of the writing and the directing, the casting stuff like that, and so I'm like, okay, wow, I'm like, this is there's something going on here with this movie. So, you know, I decided to, I throw my opinion out on Facebook. I'm like, okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I figure I'm throwing out an opinion, maybe a little controversial. Maybe I'll get a good discussion on it. And uh, apparently by the time, I think I probably put that out at about 8 or 9 a.m. the next morning. By the time, like, we were into mid-evening of that day, like, this, there was, like, a movement around this movie. And um, it was, like... Uh, it, it, the the effects of it were similar to almost a a, a political type of uh, um, bias that you would have. Like, okay. you know, if you're liberal or conservative, I mean, you were either you know you're pro the Force Away or uh, yeah, the, the Last Jedi or anti the Last Jedi. I mean, they were the the, the, the two camps were that entrenched. We're talking twenty four hours, which is just forty eight hours in the first place, right? I mean, I mean you, like you're allowed to love Star Wars and hate. The yeah. most recent movie. So, so look, I mean, works. my complaints. I had a lot of com- okay. One of the main complaints about the movie, and 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 and, and kind of follow where I'm going with this. Okay, there was a, there's a huge movement around the casting of one of the particular characters. It's a female character, and they cast they cast. I don't remember her name, but it was a, an Asian young Asian woman to play her. I, the character's name was Rose, and she kind of goes off on her misadventures with. Um, uh, whatever the the stormtrooper guy was, I I sorry I don't remember the names to be honest. My 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 love of Star Wars is dead, but <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you know she goes off on some misadventures with him, and they end up at some intergalactic racetrack casino, busting out a bunch of of the animals because of reasons, and there's a big chase, and they escape, and then they're right back to where they started before it. And I'm thinking like that entire thing was pointless. It didn't. It did nothing to the movie. It didn't introduce anything new. It gave us new nothing to think about. All it was was visual spectacle. Spectacle. Hated it. Now that being said, here I come to find out there's this uprising now on the internet about the fact that they cast this that she's a woman and that she's Asian, and all of a sudden people are saying, "Well, you don't. You, anybody that hates Rose, anybody that hates that character, you know." misogynist racist oh yeah because you know you don't want you don't want women of of color i guess if she's asian but um you know uh infecting our you know our childhood misogynic misogynistic fantasies you know and and to me i'm thinking to myself i don't i don't i, I don't care if it was a a, a three-legged camel with down syndrome playing the part <laughs> yeah like it, it was unnecessary it wasn't needed it was in there purely as as service to to sell more tickets, you know, and anyway, this this actress ends up getting bullied off of social media because you know she's sta- she's she's standing firm saying anybody that's throwing hate my way, it's because I'm a woman, it's because I'm a woman of color, or I'm not an American, you know. So she, and 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 mo- and and re- you know, of course, you've got a few assholes out there that are like, yeah, you know what, fuck you, fuck women, whatever. Of course, you're gonna have people like that that are going to just speak up and of course those are the people that get their tweet their tweets copied and then used by people 
to say, hey, this is what everybody's thinking, you know. But 99% of people are like, no, we don't care that you're a woman. Like, did did you ever hear anybody complain that Princess Leia was in the movie? Nope. Don't think so. Like, well, that's because she's white. Well, so nobody's going to complain, right? Even though... Well, yeah, like, of course. Yeah, then you have that argument. That's, that's the same argument that they're going to use. Like, oh, well, it's because there's no diversity and oh my yeah. goodness. And, and I and calm also, down, I, I end up getting blocked by the director of this movie, okay? Um, uh, Rain Johnson. John, I think, I don't know. Gives a fuck. I think his name's Rain Johnson or something like that. Not a stupid name. Anyway, because I'm just like, dude, like, you're allowed to say that the your dialogue was poor, your character building was poor. These new characters are pointless. You know, like you can you can make objective criticism about the movie and debate that, but there was no more debate anymore. You could not. You could not debate whether this was a good movie or a bad movie. Now this was Trump's America versus Obama's America, so to speak. Like, there was no, like, hmm, well, let me see. Yeah, I guess let me rewatch the movie. Well, yeah, but it's just the same outrage culture we see with everything in our world nowadays. Yeah. Like, no one wants to sit down and have an actual conversation and come to the conclusion that's that's just simply the truth. Sorry, people, whether you don't want it to be or not, it's irrelevant. It's just simply the truth. We're all allowed to have difference of opinion. And like I don't have to believe what you believe and you don't have to believe what I believe. And here's the thing is I think at the core of the issue, everyone would agree to that, but they would say that, that they're not gonna concede the fact that that your opinion is what you're trying to sell it as. They're gonna try to tell you what your opinion is. Oh, you might think that you don't like that movie because you don't like poor filmmaking, but you really don't like that movie because they put that woman in there. That's really what you're thinking. So they're they're going to try to define your opinion for you, you know. Uh, oh, the uh, you know, there's a metaphor between the resistance and this, and it has to do with Trump and neo Nazis and fascism, and and that's what that's really why you don't like this movie because it's you because you're you know because it spoke out against the fascist American government and you didn't like that subconsciously, and it's like no, I just. I just thought it was shitty dialogue. I don't like prank phone calls in my space battles. Yeah, but that's but the thing, nah, though. Is like, I know? see that as complete bullshit. Of course it is. Because, you know, like, these, a lot of these people who have these kind of stupid arguments like that, and it's like, oh, no, you didn't like it because of this, or, oh, it's just because you're racist, or this, and, like, it's because they're not intelligent enough to have an actual conversation. Yeah. So all they have to do is pull out the racist card, or, or like, oh, we, you're just a yeah. liberal idiot. Or, uh, what am I supposed like, to do? Like, like kind of stupid, you can't like, defend oh, against stop. it. Exactly. It's like, oh, like, stop. Like, let's, let's calm down here, because let's have a normal discussion. Don't raise your voice. Don't get upset. You know, but people lack the intelligence to do that, so they just throw out insults. Well, it's just, it's pathetic. It's, on, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's on all sides of the spectrum. Oh, of course it is. And it's, it's the absolute simplest way of, of thinking, is to just attach either a label to yourself or to your opponent. And, and like you, that's a perfect way of putting it. It truly just, is. Label everybody. It's just simple thinking. Like, that's ama- that's great. I, I, like a lot of times I'll, you know, if I come across, you know, I think we mentioned in my last podcast, you know, I'm into social media a lot. I hate it, but I'm into it. Okay. I'm involved in it. I participate in it a lot. And so, you know, I notice like a lot of the opinionated people on social media and you go and look at their bios and their bios four four lines long. And the first three lines are just them labeling themselves. You know, I'm either MAGA or I'm orange man bad or I'm gay, straight, trans, bi- you know, whatever, whatever, uh, how, whatever uh, initials of sexuality I am. And here are my pronouns. And here's my, here's what I, th- you know, I'm an atheist. I'm a theist. I'm a deist. I'm a, you know, agnostic, you know, just label, 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 label. And all of a sudden, so you've, you've, you've surmised your existence in about 
10 adjectives or descriptions. Now, now why do you think they're doing that? Are because you, they, you, because that's, that's, that's who, the, that's what their personhood is defined by. Well, yeah, but, I all mean, their but who defines that? Do they define that by well, themselves because it's or easy. is it like the media and social no. media and those other kind people of things? People are doing, people do it to themselves because they, people, people want to file themselves away under things. They want to file themselves under things that they believe are uh, good and true and then how they are and, and, and opposed to things that are bad and, and and evil so are they just looking to upset other people maybe no, or no like it's it's all be it's, like oh i'm better than no, you it's, confirma- it's 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 confirmation bias because hey if everyone knows that i am a uh you know if i'm a retired navy seal you know super trump guy then then as long as if then all of a sudden people see that and, and all of a sudden they become friends with a bunch of those same super trump navy seal i hate the nfl type guys yeah you know and then all of a sudden they've this guy's surrounded himself now with an army of a couple hundred followers that all are like that. And now he feels emboldened in that stupid thought. Just like, uh, you know, I'm a furry, you know, furry transgender, you know, uh, uh, anti, uh, you know, anti this, anti that, orange man bad, uh, religion is evil. You know, that way now I'm going to just be emboldened with everybody who feels the same way. Everybody gets to like and retweet what I think because that just makes me feel good about myself, you know, to, to just have a, a nice, comfortable uh, echo chamber of ideas, yeah, you know, and of, of thoughts that, that agree with myself. I mean, if you look. Well, that's the problem, though, is like the, the thoughts only agree with what you agree with. So, like you said, it's that the confirmation it, bias. There was a, there's a magazine cover. Of, uh, I want to say it was about a year ago. It was about a year after Trump was elected, so we were we were at like peak derangement. Okay, I think we're I don't actually I won't say peak derangement because we're still we're still on that escalator. But there was a magazine, I think it was a GQ or no Variety or Vanity Fair cover of all of the late night hosts, and they all had them ducked out in their tuxedos, and you know it was like a big like like a, a big like conglom- a banquet kind of thing, like or? a big conglomerate. No, just like a big group shot of all a group okay. photo. They got them all you know in a group photo, all dressed them all up. And it's like, you know, the, the new voices of late night or something like that. Like the new, I don't know what it said, voice of a generation, whatever. And you think, and here are probably 15 people. They all vote the same way. They all have the same opinion on just about every single issue. They all make the same jokes. They all have virtually the same monologues. They all agree with each other on 99.9% of everything. And it's like, what are we celebrating there then? You know, well, we're, I mean, we're celebrating a, a, just, you know, a monolith. Well, of... yeah, but you have to look at who's celebrating and what they're celebrating it for. And I think there's a reason why podcasts have become so popular. Yeah. And people are falling away from watching those kind of shows. Oh, no doubt. Dude, they can't uh, even get anybody to host Oscars anymore. Well, that, that's great because, like, I mean, on a podcast, you can literally say anything you want. You can do you can do anything. It doesn't matter. For now. For now. I mean, no, for essentially, now. right? Because people have... Well, like, no, their... you know what, man? I'm going to challenge you on that because there are people being deplatformed by their... You know, by their, uh, um, you know, their subscription services like Patreon and stuff like that. They're deflat. they people are getting deplatformed based on their on their views. Well, yeah, but the great thing about that, some of them though, justifiably, they can still put out their podcast. You know, they, like they so, can, yeah, but, so they, like, but they YouTube, can, but they but they can't earn. Well, yeah, but their YouTube can kick you is, off because they're going to call you racist. Like this is hate speech. It's one of the reasons why I don't want to screw with YouTube because, you know, like I don't fall in line with like the bullshit like media. Yeah, like. Thoughts and, and figures. Like, so I know that if I put my stuff on YouTube, it's, it's going to be demonetized, going to be a problem. I know it's still a good way to get things out there. That's where people yeah. like 
consume content. So mm-hmm. maybe I need to just suck it up and and go for it. Even like short clips that I put in the whole show on there, you know, just uh, maybe drive traffic to to my actual podcast. But it's, it's like it's like I said, like when I first started this thing, like I don't care if nobody listens. I don't care if everyone hates it. Like. Like I'm doing this for me. It's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. And I, and I hope that some other people get some enjoyment out of it as well. I mean, I, I know that I've got a couple of friends who who said they love listening. They're looking always always looking forward to new, you know, uh, episodes coming out. I've also got a bunch of other friends who said, "Hey, it's too long. I don't want to listen. I'm sorry." You know what? Though, like, though, I, I That's think fine. no. I I got to disagree with that. I mean, I think you're. I think that that. Uh, you're for the most part you're yeah you've got a couple long ones but i think that you know 45 to an hour even bleed into an hour 15 i think that's a perfect length because typically that's two car rides uh well, i don't it, it depends though because I, i've got friends again who work yeah you know not work they live like you know five minutes away from yeah. work or 10 minutes away from the gym so they, they never well, get long time is where i can listen to a whole podcast yeah. on my drive to work and then i've got to listen to another one on my drive to the gym what and, people also have to understand is you're you know we're, you're scheduling people in they're come, you know. It's you're getting everything set up. You're not going to get everything set up and have somebody come into your house for a 15 minute talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're going to set it up and we're going to make the time, we're going to, you know, we want to have yeah, you talk, yeah, talk about yeah, what we want to talk. But about. Yes and no, because I mean, I think there's a lot of people who do that. They set up a studio and they get somebody coming in. They do short, fast things because that's what people want to consume because they're used to YouTube videos. They're not used to three-hour podcasts by Joe Rogan, which is normally what I do most of my listening to of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's like those are long ones. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I kind of uh, backed off on the. I, I don't. I used to be big into podcasts, and then it just got to the point where, like, I would have this weird feeling, like, because I would never be able to finish a cast, and then you know, then you get another cast on top of it that you know he's, he, they keep putting out material, and then you're just like, man, I'm I can't catch up. Yeah, I'm really missing too up. much, and you just for me it was just like I I can't. I keep having this feeling of guilt that I'm missing something. And so I'm just like, you know what? If I have time, if I want to, I'll, I'll look for, I'll search for like the highlights on YouTube. Like I know for like Rogan, I love going to YouTube for Rogan. Yeah. I much prefer that because the, the clips I can are find really exactly good. what I want and they're all in like 10 to 15 minute clips. Yeah. You just, you got to be careful there because there's a lot of like fan pages on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. There's a lot of ones. JRE is probably the best. Yeah. But I think, I think it's like the JRE clips, I think is the official channel. Mm-hmm. Where, where those guys break it all down and, and break that stuff up. And usually that stuff's pretty funny. Yeah. And if you haven't seen, uh, there's another gentleman who has a, I assume it's a gentleman, there's another person, what have you, uh, who has another channel on YouTube that takes those like small clips that are really popular and everyone loves, where like Joey Diaz goes crazy or yeah. Bre- Brennan Schaub's on there and they have this funny joke or a story or like funny parts. Yeah. They're only like two, three, four minutes long, these like little segments. And he'll take those and animate them. Oh, Those yeah, are yeah, some yeah. of the funniest okay. things I have ever I've never seen. seen that. Oh, my God. Because as I've listened to the podcast, yeah. so I've heard most of these things, you know, and then you watch these little cartoon things where they're just having I've... way too much fun. Oh, yeah. and Joey Diaz is on there and they're, they're smoking. There's like a big cloud of smoke <laughs> and, it, and it's all anime. I mean, it's, oh, my God. It's I so, will check that out, man. It's pretty hilarious. If you just t- type in like Joe Rogan cartoon, yeah. like people, do yourself a favor. <laughs> now, it's vulgar. That's a you, free plug, Joe. Yeah, That's if, a free plug. Plug. We'll, we'll expect. He, he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, he gets lots of free plugs. Let's be honest. He's got an amazing show. There, there's a reason why people love listening. He's one of the top podcasts. You know, in in I don't know what you like, in the rankings or whatever you call yeah. it for downloads. Like every single week. I mean, it's, well, it's he, just he has like some of the best guests, and he's he's got a great conversation. He's a really good interviewer. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he has a real knack for you can. 
a lot because what's great about Rogan is you don't unless he comes out and explicitly like will share some you don't know a lot of times where he'll stand on a particular thing because he listens so well and he asks questions that sometimes you can get to like the the end or all the way towards like the middle of a of a uh, of a topic before you kind of under realize where he stands on it, which is great because. A lot of times, if, if if everyone knew his biases off the bat, you know, his listeners, they're just going to want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to Rogan because I agree with Rogan. But a lot of times you'll be listening, you're like, and you think you're following along, and then you find out, oh, Joe doesn't, he doesn't feel this, the way that I thought he would feel on something like this. Or, I mean, one of the reasons why he is so popular is because he is such a good listener. Yeah. And he tends to take in a lot of new information, especially with the amazing guests that he can get on his show. Yeah. And, and a lot of times he'll be three episodes into something, he has an opinion on one, and then, you know, like his episodes, I think he does them like every couple of days. Mm-hmm. I think he does like three or four a week or something like that. And so it might be like a week later, and he's like, yeah, I've already changed my mind because mm-hmm. of this information, that information, and this all just, yeah. Like, I, I'm, I was completely wrong on that. I thought this because of this, but then I realized that, so now I believe that. So Absolutely. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I think people love him so much is because he's willing to say, hey, you know what? I didn't have my information all figured out on that. So I'm willing to change my mind, and we're all going to go here. Absolutely. Um, that's kind of like one of those um, things that makes you wonder why why people sometimes are so hesitant to want to change their mind on something. Because well, Most people, again, it's because they put their identity into it. Oh, I'm this, so I have to believe that, or I'm, or I'm, I believe with those people. I talk to them, so I have to believe what they think, because if not, they'll kick me out and they'll hate me, and, yeah. and then I'll get shamed on social media and get kicked off, and like, all this kind of stuff. Like, no, 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 that's that's freaking ridiculous, people. You should have like a great number of people in your life that believe very different things than you do, because that's the only way that you're going to grow as a person. Yeah, and I, I, I've, I've also, you know, I've seen people. Um kind of go almost the other direction on that too where uh what do you mean they get um they will try to believe or they will change their mind so frequently that um pretty soon their opinions on issues start to get kind of just discredited or yeah and i you think, know, they think lose... you see that a lot in politics yeah. i think that's a really good example of that people would call them flip-floppers yeah because like oh they believe this and they believe that well that's the problem is a lot of these politicians they don't believe those things they're saying what they think that the people want to hear so they can get votes so i think that's completely different than someone who thinks about something objectively yeah. and actually changes their mind on a stance that they have well i'm i'm talking yeah i'm i'm not even really talking about politicians because i don't even those aren't. I'm just using it as an real, example. I don't even consider them regular people. You know, there's they're characters of who knows what. Um, <laughs> oh, nobody, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know, um, and I think it's pe- people that they they're non-confrontational. They're opinionated, yet they're non-confrontational. So they like to throw an opinion out there, and then the second they get any pushback on it, they're like, "Well, let me let me let me retreat here and and see." And then they'll say, "Okay, well, after, now, okay, all right, okay, this is how I feel." Okay, and then they'll say, "Okay." Uh, yeah, I've, I've changed my stance on this. And then they well, get... Yeah, but how much of that is just them just saying that so well, they can avoid the conflict? Here's the thing, though. Here's what happens then. As soon as they say that, here comes a tidal wave from the other side saying, oh, now you're folding. Now you're folding to the pressure. Now you don't, now you don't have any firm beliefs. You know, now you're folding. And then, and so now, so now he was getting it from this side, and then he changes, and now he's getting it from this side, when in reality, he probably doesn't know what the hell he thinks, you know, because... As, as a person, you can change your mind on topics just purely based on so many circumstances, but you can never verbalize them all. 
you could never literally sit down and have a conversation and explain to somebody the nuances of how your feelings change from no. moment to moment. Things are way you too can't. complex. You just can't it do that. Depends on how you feel. Like just little things on how, you know, how's your, I mean, just your relationship with, with a, a spouse at any moment could change your outlook on so many different things. You know, if, if, if you're, um, you know, uh, how are things are going at work? If you were just fired, if you're just fired, you're going to have a whole lot, your, your perspective on things are going to change. And if you just got promoted, your perspective on things are going to change as you get older, as you have kids or not have kids or, uh, what you're constantly like reevaluating and, um, to the point where it's not doesn't even become a big deal anymore. Like I changed my mind. I, I look back on things I used to think back in my early twenties, and I don't even. I used to, uh, you know, make fun. You know, just laugh at myself. I mean, what can you believe? What an idiot! What an idiot you were! What an idiot! And it's like the only person calling myself an idiot back then is a person that ten years from now I'm going to be calling an idiot, which is my present self. <laughs> you know, so it's like, who am I to say that I was an idiot when I'm? A current idiot that will be called an idiot by myself in the future. <laughs> Hopefully, if you grow. But unfortunately, yeah. not a lot of people do because it goes back to what you were talking about before. People surround themselves with people who only think like they think. And they get a lot of confirmation bias. And they don't challenge themselves as a person. But you know what, though, man? It's it is, as much as it sounds like – and that is a neg- – I guess you could say, yeah, that's a negative trait. I guess. Yeah, it's a negative trait, I suppose. But at the same time, it's like, look – I don't know if I would necessarily want to blame somebody to just want to separate themselves from the chaos of the outside world and only welcome in positive vibes for a time being, you know, for a, for a time being, I don't, I don't necessarily see a problem with that. I mean, there are well, people. Yeah, but I don't think you need to completely shut yourself off. Well, people who think differently here's the difference. To, to if that. you, if you're going to be opinionated, if you're going to put your opinions out there then you better be in a mental state of mind where you can get out of your echo chamber and engage with people that think differently than you if you're going to throw your opinions out there okay don't what you can't do is you can't throw your opinions out there like so many i see so many i've been blocked by so many journalists because they will post an article i will post a question or something that will like say you know i disagree with you because of this and you know and no response, just a block. And it's like, if you, if you, I, okay, you don't want to hear my negative opinion. You got too much negativity in your life. I get it. Fine. Go ahead and, you know, purge me from your, from your life. But if you don't put, don't put your opinion out there if you're not ready to be challenged. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. You, if you, if you do need that time of your, of your safe space, which everybody needs. I'm safe spaces aren't just for like little pansy you know, beta boys, everybody needs a safe space from time to time to just get the fuck away from the outside noise and, you know, be comfortable. Yeah, everyone kind of, has kind of a right to, everybody has a right to fucking just mind, be comfortable right, yeah. for a little bit yeah. and just say, you know what, I'm going to fuck everybody for a little bit. I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to only do what I want to do. I'm going to hear what I want to hear. That's fine for a little bit. But if you're in that state of mind, you don't need to be putting your opinions out there because you're in no position to defend them. You know, here you can't say that I'm going to put myself in a bubble and then, you know, just continually pop your own bubble to throw all your bullshit out there to everybody else and expect everybody to agree with it. And then when they don't, purge them. It's not that you you can't operate that way. Yeah. You can't. And in in fact, that kind of brings me to an article I saw a couple days ago. 
uh, this this trend of employees, no employee, yeah, employees, ghosting their employers, basically meaning that it's becoming more and more common for people just to leave a job with no no notice, without saying goodbye to any coworkers, just not show up, and that's the end of the job. And it's interesting because now are we talking like all across the board, yeah, this, or just this like is just, fast food? No, no, no. Or? This is this is just between you know. Uh, people between I think like 21 and 35 or something like that in that age range. Just this, st- this study that was conducted, basically, you know, between employees and employers, uh, have noticed that being a trend between people. And, and and I think the author of the article was saying that it was actually attributed it to uh, the fact that there are too many jobs out there, meaning that employees don't have to feel loyal because they have a lot of options, and two, poor social skills, meaning that. I, you know, here are these kids that have only texted people their entire life. How do you expect them to go into their boss's office and actually express that they're unhappy and that they're quitting? I mean, most people, I think, do it with, like, a letter. So they'll, they'll write a letter, write an email, like, yeah. hey, so that way they've got time to sit down, they think it out. Because most people, they get freaked out when you actually ask them to have a conversation. Well, Because, like, oh, well, I need to be able to sit down and collect my thoughts and think of what I want to say and rewrite it 40 times. Like, no, you need to be able to go in there and know what you want to say and say, hey, boss, I appreciate it. I've got another offer. I'll give you my two weeks. Here it is. I got some. That's I got, I got all some, it needs yeah, to and be. And I got some news for you guys, everybody out there, okay? So, yeah, so my, my employees typically range between the ages of, I'd say, you know, 21 and uh, 30, maybe 35. Obviously, you know, I've got some older, but, um, and they are uh, female. I'm not going to get into what I do, but you can probably decipher based on what it is. Oh, actually, that kind of makes it sound like I'm a pimp or I run a strip club, doesn't it? All my employees are like 21 to 30. Well, you you can female. think that if you want to, but you're yeah. definitely not a pimp. It's not a, Sorry. No, it's not anything it, in the sex industry. You're trying to put that feather in your cap. Yeah. Sorry, sir. It's not happening. But anyway, so uh, this is definitely – I found it odd when I read the article because it was definitely something I've noticed. Um, more and more – here's what I noticed more and more. Maybe not so much people that are employed that just leave without saying anything because for the most part, if people leave, they're usually giving me a two-week notice you know, and uh, leave it on good terms, pardon me, which is fine. Uh, But what is incredibly common right now is new applicants ghosting interviews and even being hired. So in the past year, we've primarily used, uh, we've used all sorts of ways of, 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 of hiring, like be it like, you know, the local paper classifieds, um, even Craigslist a couple of times, but um, primarily, you know, um, we used to go through like, you know, the trading post newspaper, you know, community newspapers. Yeah. Um, never really gone through like employees, employment services like Indeed or we've used them a couple of times, but it's way too expensive for what we need um, as far as like how much they charge to bring people in. So we've actually had the most luck with Facebook. Facebook has been a great tool for us to uh, put out jobs and receive. You can receive the application directly through Facebook. You get a resume. It's great. And not you know, and you can also kind of uh, you know you can check out someone's profile and just kind of get a get a look at uh, you know what what's going on. You know, do they have a family or um, are they out partying until three in yeah, the morning every you know, day and just like yeah. posting all kinds? You know, of you pictures might say that, that that's creeping, but you know what? If you if you're gonna put it on social media and apply on social media, no, no, it's, what it's do you not even do? it's not even just that. A lot of employers nowadays are checking yeah. their you know like future employees' mm-hmm. social media accounts before they even offer them a job. And here's what I've noticed. 
so every time we'll put an ad out, um, you know, say like I put an ad out for and it'll it'll run for one week. I might get twenty five to thirty applications. Okay, I might get you know four or five a day. Um, I would say over the last just over the last probably year to eighteen months, eighty to ninety percent of the people that apply with us, we will call and try to schedule an interview. They won't call us back, okay? Or we'll call, schedule an interview. They'll schedule the interview and won't show up to the interview. Or they'll show up to the interview and get the job and never show up to the first day of the job. Or they'll get the job, you know, do the interview, get the job, show up one day, and you'll never see them again. And so that has become so common with these, I'm not, and I'm saying these girls these days. I mean, I'm only saying girls because that's who that's who works. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's who you have that's the who experience my with because that's who you yeah. hire. Okay, but I've heard of this happening. In, it's not just like, guys, and it's in yeah. I mean, the it's not just professional world yeah. and and uh, like fast food and like like manual labor jobs. Yeah. I mean, that's always going to kind of happen because some of that's just it's hard work and you get there and like this sucks and I'll come back tomorrow. Well, and that's where this article. That's where the response responses to this article. I I, I went through a whole bunch of just to kind of see what what's the vibe. What is what is what's the general vibe of the of the uh, in the atmosphere regarding you know this guy's opinion on this, and I I basically had to stop scrolling because I was seeing the same thing on every single opinion, and that is, well, what do you expect when em- have employers have been doing this to employees for decades, treating them like shit? Oh, get lay, out of here! Lay, lay, you know that's basically they say what it is. Well, you know employees they just call you know employee employers they just call ghosting layoffs. You know when we lay that's basically what they're doing is hey we're laying you off. You're gone. So that that was the general reaction. Yeah, but they have to come in and they have to tell you and they have to give you a reason. Yeah. They have to do those kind of things. There's work like labor laws, the things you have to follow. Okay, and and I call BS here, especially with the ghosting part of this, because like I've had two jobs now. Like one was like when I was right out of school and I got my first like real like big boy job, and and my boss. Like, we ran out of work. It was, like, 07, 08. Like, the big crash had happened. Like, markets were down. We were losing money. Like, we just we didn't have work. Mm-hmm. And my boss held on to me for, like, six months. And I came into work every day with nothing to do. And I would sit there and I'd try to be productive around the office and do some things or run here and do some errands for him or do, do other things. But eventually, it was, like, I got to the point where I was literally sitting in the office reading books because mm-hmm. there was nothing else to do. I've, been, I've had a similar situation and, to and, job And before. my boss, like bend over head over heels to try to like, keep us on board and try to keep everybody there but because uh, i kept telling him like hey if i need to find a job like it's no big deal just tell me like i'll start looking it's no big deal he's like no things are gonna turn around we got this job coming we're gonna figure it out and, like don't you worry i'm gonna take care of yeah. you and, and like and i heard that he was literally stealing out of his savings to keep you on to pay me money yeah so, so that I didn't, so that i had a job so if you're saying that because like all these employers and employees like they're just going to ghost you well, and lay you off to those kind of things. Like, that's rubbish because eventually got to the point where he told me, like, hey, dude, it's like, I wish I could keep you, but I just can't. Yeah. And he gave he gave me a two-week notice. Then he got me an interview, which got me, like, the job that I had had you know, before, the one that I have now. You know, like, he literally got me my job because he was networking, asking questions and who was hiring yeah. and who needed help. And, and, and his, of course, you know, those guys are out there. As are, Those bosses are definitely out there just as there are there are their employees – that just simply that that maybe fall into the category they just have no social skills so you know they're just gonna say fuck you those oh, people not, they won't even yeah, say that yeah. they, they just they well, won't come in or would do whatever because they, they don't have the courage to go up to their boss and say hey 
I'm quitting. But my, my point is, is that this is a great issue when we were, we were talking about being able to change perspective on things. Because as I'm reading this, okay, at first, I'm first reading it from the mind of an employer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm reading. I'm like, yeah, that's right, man. Fuck, the, yeah, ghosting. That's big problem, man. Fuck these people. But then, you know, as I'm, I'm reading, but then as I'm reading the responses, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, I am a boss now, but I've also been an employee. I, I was also an employee for many years. So, and I felt exactly like these people are feeling. So it's like, okay, obviously you've got, you, you've got things on both sides of the spectrum. You've got great bosses and shitty bosses. You've got shitty employees and great employees. Every, pretty yeah, much, most, yeah, you know why that is? Because there's people. Yeah, and most yeah, exactly. And most everybody falls in the big gray blob in the middle. You know. So, but what's interesting though is when you look at the, um, the reactions though, and that is instantly one of, uh, defensiveness and and anger and blame. It's like everything immediately goes to the same place, no matter what it is, and that is well. What about this? This person, yeah, this person's a hypocrite. Employers are being hypocrites, and uh, you know it, everything is uh, comes down to who's to blame, uh, or that's what you get, or what you expect, or everything. I saw another story today about this the, the, the these these little toy monkeys they put on Prada bags. Prada had to initial an, a huge apology online because. These little monkeys they put on these bags. Somebody said they look like uh, blackface. So say they were racist. And so here's and, and and there was no discussion. There was no back and forth between a Prada rep and somebody who had an issue with these monkeys. There was, hey Twitter, look what Prada did. Time to cancel Prada. Hey Twitter, do your thing. Fuck Prada. And just boom, it just hit and it was a tidal wave. And Prada immediately, we're so sorry. Uh, we abhor racist images. Everything you know, we've we've taken everything and we've we've thrown everything. You know, you'll never see another one of those again in our store. That's the end of it. That's the way things are handled now. It's but that's ludicrous. It's it's because it's one out, person it's is outraged, outraged. It's outraged for a reason that they fucking shouldn't be, dude, which is ridiculous. It's a monkey. It's this dude, is chill out. This is called this is cancel culture. Do, are you aware of what just happened with the Oscars? No. Okay. The Oscars. It's if it's a it, for those of you who haven't heard of the Oscars, it's a it's a it's a piece of shit four hour long program that uh, celebrates pretty entertaining movies, most of them which I like. Um, but anyway, so they get Kevin Hart to host the Oscars. Okay, first of all, I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan. You can yeah, you know why? It doesn't have anything to do with him being black. It has to do with the fact that all of his jokes are about him being short. It's not very funny. It's old. Okay, so. Fuck yourself with your with your racism talk here. Okay, I don't <laughs> calm think, down, I, Andrew. I don't calm down. I, I don't think Kevin Hart is funny. Okay, um, but he got the Oscar gig because he's super hot right now. Anyway, he had to step down from that gig because people went and start with the intention of doing so. Went back into his old tweet tweet history and found a you know some tweets where he made some you know. Gay, gay jokes, you know, a gay joke in his tweets. So he took it upon himself to step down from hosting the freaking Oscars, okay, and issued a public apology and was still just drugged through social media, just drug face down, just, just through the dirt, uh, even after apologizing. And, and, so I'm saying, people, and now they can't find anybody. So 
what this other some uh, other people on Twitter, you know what they've been doing? They've been going through everybody's everybody famous is timeline, especially these female comedians, you know, because they're typically at the head of outrage culture and cancel culture. They, they say and, dude, things they're, that they're, are they're fine stuff like and like they, UK, they talk about real topics. Let's talk about I mean, two of like the primary most progressive female comedians, Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman. They 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 both of them had tweets with like calling people fags and this and that. And it's just like, and you know what I think to myself? I just, I, I just laugh because it's like, these are people I don't agree with. You know, typically I, I still find them funny. And it's like comedy is, co- comedy has been vaporized here in the last few years. I don't know if I believe that. Dude, I think com- comedy is hot com- right no, now. Comedy, dude. Com- okay. On, you, you can find comedy if you know where to look for it. But, like, you can't turn on the TV and laugh anymore unless you're literally a, a simple-minded dolt. I mean, you, but, but, again, you... I, th- I think that's what, like, shows like this. I mean, shows like the Joe Rogan Experience. Now Netflix is getting into a bunch of comedy specials. Yeah, like, yeah but they're not I think, comedy. I think, it's... I, th- I think they're doing that because they're not worried about these big TV networks who won't let you on unless you – like spew their propaganda. Dude, Netflix say, is the same way, man. They they they've taken people off and canceled. I mean, everybody's. I mean, you you can't. You, you I I saw a flyer. Somebody posted a flyer on social media. They were trying. They were gathering comedians for a festival at a rally in a college, and they were going to get about a half dozen comedians. Good luck at the college. <clears throat> Listen to this. Listen. They post. Somebody posted the the submission registration. Or like the flyer asking for it, they had an entire paragraph of things that you are not allowed to joke about. They here they're asking for comedians. We want comedians, right? We want to be entertained. They had an entire paragraph of topics that you could not touch, and I'm sure you can guess what they, you couldn't touch anything based on gender or race or religion or anything. So what are you what are you gonna joke? You're you're left joking about airline food again, or. I don't know that people have forgotten what comedy is about. It's about laughing at our at our own shortcomings and but our faults, making fun of ourselves. But it's not even just that. It's also saying things that are risque. And, exactly. And things like, that we all things think. You, things you're not allowed to talk about. You, and there is like, not that, a that's person, what comedy is. There is not a person in the world that could host the Oscars under the uh the the type of guidelines that they probably are looking for in a host. There is nobody in the world that is that clean. People, if people knew what I thought in my head, just like if I knew what you thought in your head or what so-and-so thought in their head, we would all be in freaking prison probably. And not to mention like all these, these keyboard warriors who are sitting in, you know, in their, in their parents' basement, you know, and they're, they're looking at these old things and spewing out all this hate. Like, oh, well, look what this person said back here. They're horrible. Let's get them kicked out of here. This is ridiculous. It's, 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 this goes back to the derangement I was speaking of. And that's, that's what it's. It's a ventilation system for much like Facebook is like the ventilation system for your old conservative uncle to like spew off his propaganda. Like Twitter is like the liberal venting, like nuclear uh, reactor venting place. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, just people. I've seen people purely have accounts. They'll have you'll have people that have 12,000 tweets. Okay, they have 30 followers. They've tweeted 12,000 times, and every one of their tweets is a retweet, a, a retweet about Trump or something involving Trump. It's like, and and, and they go on for there's thousands of them, thousands of them. And it's like, at what point? And you, 
and you think, okay, well, this, maybe this is one of those bots they're talking about. But no, every once in a while, they got tweets sprinkled in there that the actual, you know, one of their own actual opinions on something, you know, that might not have anything to do with Trump, which is rare. But um, it's yeah, it's it's derangement. It's 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 their way to vent. They they've got a lot of built up anger, and it needs to go somewhere. So it, I'm just it goes out into the void of social media, for hopefully like it's almost like sending a ping into space. You just want. You're just waiting for somebody to ping back and agree with you. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the one, one of the big issues of, you know, social media in the first place. Everyone wants to post these crazy pictures or opinions or this and that, and they want to look. Oh, who liked it? And who did this? And who did that? And well, look at look at the very principle of a retweet. The very idea of a retweet is here's okay. I'm here's something that it's going on my timeline, so it's something that I. Although some people say, okay, my retweets don't equal endorsements. I feel like that's just a shield. That way you never have to defend something you retweet. Um, but it takes no thought or effort. It's just retweeting someone else's idea and saying, this person said this, and you know what? I'm right there on board with them. It's like, and I do it all the time too. You know, it's just something we do. We just, it's like, I don't want to think about something. This person thought about it though, and they said exactly what I said, what I would said if I would have been that smart. So I'm just going to retweet. It. <laughs> if I would have been that it's smart. just like, and, and then that person gets the retweet, and they're like, "Fuck yeah, I am smart after all." So they keep doing their thing, and I keep doing my thing, and we just keep going lower and lower and lower. You know, it's kind of hard to argue that one, mm-hmm. but I, I just I don't know what's driving all of this. I mean, is it just because people are so? bored and like pathetic in their own people lives. People are angry, that... man. People are angry and it and that's another thing too in America, you don't have a lot of this shit over in uh sorry, itchy eyeball. Um you don't see a lot of this stuff in in other areas. I mean, yeah, you you've got protests going on in Europe right now. Um hot and heated protests, but um typically it's always first world countries because we are bored. We're bored out of our minds with uh and we're distracted with entertainment and yeah. And I mean, most people don't even have like real hobbies or lives anymore. Like yeah. that's all they do is, I mean, like I was at yesterday, I was, I was at the barber, you know, getting all, you know, <laughs> trimmed up and everything for the Christmas party. And th- there was a kid, you know, sitting, sitting in the chair and he was a young kid. I don't know exactly how old he was. If I'd guessed four or five, you know, old enough to sit there and get an actual haircut. But instead they, they, they just, his, his parents just plopped a phone in his hands and he was watching a video. So he's sitting here looking down. And the guy's trying to move his head so he can cut his hair, and he keeps wanting to like look back <laughs> down. So, like his mom had to come in and literally grab his face, yeah, and stop him from looking down at this damn this phone. But it's like we're, we're training these kids. I mean, I can't say everyone because like there are some people who actually you know actually want to raise kids and don't want to just pacify them with like these screens. Yeah, but unfortunately. Like a lot of the, these people that I see out, out in public, like they just all these kids, they just have they always have screens. They're always looking at something. They're always doing something. It's like, you know what? You're a kid. Like you can be bored. You can go outside and play, and you can use your imagination. You can do these things. Like, yeah, I get that a video is a nice tool. And if you're driving across the country and you're going to be stuck in the car for six hours or something, of course, yeah. Hey, you know what? Pop on a couple of movies. Like that's great. Like that's no big deal. But to to let the kid sit there and like have him watch this video while he's getting his hair cut and you're literally like making the barber's job hard because you're too lazy to make sure your kid's not gonna be a brat sitting in the chair. I, I just I just don't understand it. I, I how much of it is just because uh, like stuff like that that's going on and like how much worse it's, is it gonna be in twenty years when those kids are adults? It's well 
here's the thing. It's it's I don't it's not just the screens, but it is the it is the culture that they that they're perpetuating here as far as um get what you want right now. You know, whatever you want, you can have it. Um whatever you want to watch, whatever you want to play, it's right there. So when you start to tell people no, that really starts to bother them. And basically uh, you know, when Obama was elected, when Trump was elected, what you were doing right there is you were telling half the country no. No, you can't have it your way. You're gonna have we're gonna have it the other guy's way for four years or eight years. So that's what you're effectively doing, is you're telling them no. And as we're going by, people are doing less and people are dealing with being told no less and less well. I mean, people are not handling getting told no, you're not gonna have it your way for a little while. Just like when Trump gets either impeached or he loses here coming up or whatever happens, uh, and the other half of the country, they're going to have to be told no. And that's not going to go over well either. That's going to go over even worse. Well, maybe these people should <clears throat> suck it up a little bit and deal with it. Like sometimes Dude, that's how life works. But it's you can't you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube here. I mean, you the the when you when you when you're when you're taking when it makes you angry when you like when it's literally affecting your your day-to-day you know people talking about you know since 2016 i've put on 50 pounds or i can't keep a job since trump was elected because of my depression it's like i'm not calling those people liars i believe that those people are being truthful i believe that they seriously are that depressed and but it's like how did we get here and where are we going where are we going to end yeah, up there's an excellent question like, I mean, I, does it go I, anywhere I hear, other than civil war? I mean, I hear something like that, and I just think that, you know, most of those people are being weak. Now, granted, obviously, some people have, you know, actual depression and physical things and mental things, and, and like, of course. And there's, there's real stuff out there. I totally get that. But you know what? Life's going to be okay. Like, go get some counseling, get some help, get some good friends to sit down with you and help you through these tough times. It's no big deal. Like, this is not the be-all, end-all. I mean, we got to figure this stuff out, people. You can't just blame somebody else for your own damn problems and, oh, because Trump got elected or because Obama was in office. I can't do this or I can't do that. Like, those things are all irrelevant. Like, it's it's, exactly. it's ludicrous to think that way. Yeah, and I and sometimes I wonder, like, Okay, the fact that I don't take it all so personally, the fact that I never hated Obama, the fact that I don't love Trump, you know, because I'm I'm primarily conservatively conservative on social issues. Um, the dude is kind of crazy, but it's but it's like it, it, so I think to myself because I'm not that passionate. Does that mean that I'm just not involved? Like, am I just not? Am I just a no? Because I don't think I don't think most people you know, are that involved. Because I mean, look at the people who, like, love putting their activism. They love shoving it right in your in your face, man. They love putting yeah, it right but, in your throat. Yeah, but how much of that is just so they can, you know, peacock themselves and put their own bravado out there so they get likes? You know what, and, dude? At first, I, at first, and, at first, I would have said probably ninety percent. But now I don't. I think people are honestly this invested now. I mean, people are literally taking their entire weekends to go to a city they don't live in and go protest. So it. To me, it's like, hey, I might think you might be full of shit, but you're definitely not. You're not fake. You know, you're not a fake. You you know, these people really believe what they what they feel. You know, they're really practicing what they feel strongly about, which to me is like, OK, you're out there doing it. I'm not doing it. Who? What, what am I? What, what am I supposed to? I can have my opinions. But if I go on here and, and, and publicly call you a piece of shit, what does that say about me? I mean, you're at least at least you're at least you're firm. In being a piece of shit. Me, I'm a piece of shit who's trying to stay away from the spotlight so nobody can call me out on being a piece of shit. So really, who's the bigger piece of shit? Me, obviously. 
Always. It always ends up like that. Uh, those things can be argued, I think. I don't know. Well, that's how I feel. You know, I mean, you know, there, where is the, what is the proper amount of involvement? There, there's good reasons for protesting. There's good reasons for putting yourself out there and doing those kind of things. And and we need that. We need a society where we can actually do that, which is a wonderful thing because if we don't have that, then it means we're oppressed and we don't have the freedom. And there's lots of places in the world that are like that where you're told what you can and can't believe. And I, luckily, we don't live in a country where it's it's like that. So we get to have the ability to do these wonderful things but what purpose are these people trying to accomplish I mean, what what what's, what's the reason that that they think they're going to make this huge difference from a protest because typically it never raises awareness in the kind of way that you want it to well, it's almost always negative um i've seen both i've seen you know I mean, like if you look at the like look at the women's march, it, it was originally perceived as a very is a pretty at least from the people that uh, were typically you know uh, typically you know more liberal. Uh, the women's mo- women's march was was uh, uh, except you know a pretty positive thing. Um, of course, you know for the most part, conservative bashed it just because it was uh, something that they you know they. They weren't on board, so well, it's because they didn't think of yeah, it. So, so it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Let's hey, let's see where let's see where this goes. It was you know, go fuck you and your little pink hats. Um, but anyway, the women's march started out really positive. Now, if you look at anything that have to do with the women's march, it all it, you can see like it's all about the anti-Semitic roots of their of their founders and their leaders. And you know, now there's like internal civil war going on in it. So you know, everything is corruptible. Nothing is pure. Nothing is. Uh, you know, nothing is ever what it seems from the outside looking in, you know, so, but, so at the same time, you know, you, you, you do see there is, there has been some, I believe some positivity to come out of a lot of these protests. I, I think if you just look at, um, uh, you know, even the NFL protest, you know, somebody who, who identifies primarily conservative on social issues, uh, that would typically put me in the camp of, you know these NFL players are full of shit. They need to just do their jobs, but that's but see, I don't, I'm not the type of person that is going to go by a checklist of what I need to believe in. I believe that these protests are productive. I believe it's the proper way to protest. I believe that it should be an effective protest if people would allow it to be an effective protest. People want to, people want to uh, say that they're you know they're protesting the national anthem. Well, if, all you've done by saying that is immediately let me know that you've done zero zero research into the topic at all which at this point has to be impossible just not to know by hearsay what it's about but it obviously has nothing to do with protesting the national anthem i mean give me a break so um i believe that there's a lot of pos- i mean if you look at and god forbid I, watch out people you might want to skip ahead here about 10 seconds because i'm about to say something positive about trump he just passed a criminal justice reform which was the most requested thing by nfl players nfl players were asked to submit to the president any all the any you know social issues they wanted him to address, they did that. They in fact they did it over a lot of social media too. I believe it was about a year ago or so. I remember retweeting a lot of it. Every single one of them had to do with criminal justice reform. So you obviously know there was something with the NFL Players Association and criminal justice reform where that was their platform, and we just got something done on it. And of course, what do you, what does the left say about it? Well, Trump only passed criminal justice reform so he could, you know, so he won't have to be in prison, you know, like making some joke about he's going to prison. Like, yeah, like, but like, how, how much of that is just the talking heads on the extreme? Well, that's because it wasn't their idea, so they've got to put yeah. it down. And 
They've got to sell TVs. Well, same and- thing with that's the same with, with North Korea. I mean, you got you literally had just this weekend soldiers from North Korea and South Korea cross the DMZ zone, violence free. You know, you've, you you're literally seeing peace come to that area, and uh, you know, there will be no credit given, none, no credit given where it's due because of who of who it happened under, but. Uh, you know, just like when the stock market went up, everyone said it was Obama. That was well. That's just the remnants of Obama's economy when the stock market was at like thirty thousand or whatever. You know, that's what you get. You know, that's just that's that's what Obama's economy done did. And then as soon as it went down, well, that's Trump's economy. Now, now you're seeing the results of his tariffs and this and that. So it's like you really expect me to take you seriously when you're gonna when you're gonna say like. Everything on the up and up is Obama, and the second it ticks down, that's like that's Trump. Like there was some sort of well, ma- yeah, but there, there's, magic there's like, timeline that happened. Of another reason why people are just tuning out of all that propaganda. Well, the problem is though, is that we're we're starting to ignore truth because of how it makes us feel. Like if you're not in a position to be happy when even if if your enemy does something right and makes to make something right, no matter how small it is, yeah, it doesn't have to undo their wrongs. But if you can't recognize a right purely because it's right, then you are delusional. You are deranged and you are delusional. And that's what you see on social media is people refusing to acknowledge facts, refusing to acknowledge some little bit of good that's actually out there because it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't help their narrative. It never helps your narrative when you got to give props to the bad guy. You know? That was <laughs> That was very well said. And I think people need to really stop and think about that and see how they can you know press those kind of things more in their in their worlds because if we have more people who thought like that i think we'd be back to a much better society because i think we're definitely falling down and down and down more and more and more just from all this outrage yeah. and everything else and, and look i mean it's easy for me to say that I in, mean, a, like in, in a conversation exactly it doesn't and, mean that if i'm heated i'm not gonna well, that's what go I mean. totally against well, what i'm that's, talking that's, here that's what i'm trying to say here though is like that's the kind of i'm not outlook. trying to preach any type of no but that's the kind of outlook i think that we all need to have you know and i think that'll help make our world just a better yeah, place just, i really yeah, do yeah and typically Maybe all that's... you all you got to do is just start recognizing every now and then i i'll say this i'm i won't throw any names out there but um i was called out on something uh, on something that i used to comment on on social media regarding uh um you know some terror attacks and stuff like that and i would always sometimes i would jump the gun and i would i would jump the gun if uh you know so if it fit my narrative if it fit if it fit the narrative that I already had in my head. So your own confirmation yeah, bias. If I got that confirmation bias, I'd jump on it. And I got called on it about two or three times. And at the time when I got called on about it, I, I, didn't, I didn't concede. I defended myself and, and, and went back and forth. But to this day, I have shifted the way that I handle and that I deal with information when it comes to do with those topics. Because I realized, no matter how much I didn't like it at the time, somebody corrected me about something that I need to correct it over. So yeah, I didn't change on the spot. I didn't like immediately look at the, you know, read what they were saying and say, yeah, that guy's right. I should, I really, I really need to watch what I'm doing here. No, instead it's what it is. It's that lingering reminder still years later that when those feelings start to creep in, like, Hey, that's not, you know, let's, let's improve the way we used to think. So that's the way people change. They, they, they change by when they're told something in good faith by somebody that they trust and those those and those comments linger throughout, you know, and, and and it's a constant changing. So, you know, that's the way it has to happen. And 
and if people are too proud to let it happen that way, then then that that's how you you know that's how you end up becoming that sixty year old uncle on Facebook who just spews his confirmation bias all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's easy to do. I'll tell you what. I think this is a great way to wrap this yeah, one up. Yeah, That was a lot of fun. We got into some really. I know good we didn't even know there. we were going to talk about. it. I know we were. We were so worried about like, that. Like, hey, Star Wars came out know. a year ago. Yeah. Like it just it just goes, and that's one of the glorious things I wanted to have of having no scripts and everything else. So Andy, thank you again Absolutely. for coming on. We'll definitely be doing this again here time. in the future. Uh, is there anywhere on social media you want everybody to check you out and go see all your racist tweets at? Uh, no, not really. Nah, no, nah, I'm good. Just uh. I'm good just socializing via here. Fair enough. Yeah. No, for real, though, yeah, I'm uh, ADH underscore 79. If you like uh, homophobic, xenophobic, racist, misogynist tweets and uh, you know, all, all, and, all, and Cleveland Browns and Cavs takes. All, all the normal you know, stuff. Just normal, from, white, uh, normal white, Midwest yeah, white boy from stuff. Normal white male. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>